0: They can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your
1: host,
2: Stephen K. Bannon
1: to read the statement that was just sent to me here by Trump campaign spokesman. Quote, If immunity is not granted to a president, every future president who leaves office will be immediately indicted by the opposing party. Without complete immunity, a president of the United States would not be able to properly function. Deranged Jack Smith's prosecution of President Trump for his presidential official acts is unconstitutional under the doctrine of presidential immunity and the separation of powers. Prosecuting a president for official acts violates the Constitution and threatens the bedrock of our." Republic. President Trump respectfully disagrees with the D.C. Circuit's decision and will appeal it in order to safeguard the presidency and the Constitution. Again, that is the new statement just sent a minute ago by the Trump campaign spokesman here. I think it's important to note each of those issues that was outlined by the Trump campaign in that statement was thoroughly written about by those three judges in their appeals decision here. And in part of this, I, I think it's important to pick out from the appeals court decision, which they write former President Trump's stance would collapse our system of separated powers by placing the president beyond the reach of all three branches. Of course, this is not just about the federal election interference charges against Donald Trump, but also the potential use of the Oval Office by presidents in the future. Of course, Donald Trump is running for the nomination again. He has talked about being dictator for a day. He has talked about the, the, uh, the strengths of having a strong man running a country. And so the decision here by the appeals court in the likely Supreme Court, hearing oral arguments, And taking this case up themselves and ultimately issuing their final ruling will have great implications not only for this trial that is slated to take place against Donald Trump, but also future presidents of the United States and other trials involving Donald Trump potentially as well. Von Hillier, thank you so much for bringing us that breaking news that the statement coming now from the Trump campaign following uh, this decision by the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals and the three judge panel that took up. Those arguments denying Trump's claims that he deserves presidential immunity and that the case should be dismissed. We're going to squeeze in a very quick break. Please
3: stay with us. Four motions to dismiss the indictment. All four rejected.
2: I have two thoughts. One is substantive and one is the procedure of what's going to happen going forward. Substantively, this is a unanimous body blow to each and every one of Donald Trump's arguments. Um, It is a huge victory for the government and completely vindicates Judge Chutkin in her ruling. It it affirms it in every way, shape and form. Uh, The court calls Donald Trump's arguments irrational. Um, In a a brief quote for you, um, he said, at bottom, this is the court's opinion, at bottom, former President Trump's stance would collapse our system of separated powers by placing the president beyond the reach of all three branches. Um, It describes the president's um, position as saying that a former president would be free to commit all manner of crimes with impunity. And it fundamentally rejects that in every single way. Now turning to what can happen next, um, the court gives essentially Donald Trump one week and one week only to go to the Supreme Court. It says that it will issue its mandate, that is sort of handing the ball back to Judge Chutkin um, at the end of February 12th, so basically the morning of February 13th, a week from today. The only way it will not do that is if essentially one of two things has to happen, that a filing is made in the Supreme Court seeking review which is by no means clear that, um, that that is going to be taken because this is such a resounding victory in every way. But that th- that's something Donald Trump can do. He can seek to have this heard by the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court does not have to take it. The other way in which uh, Donald Trump could try to stay this is by seeking the D.C. Circuit itself to rehear this. Um, but the court says on that... There is no automatic uh, stay that the mandate will still issue, um, even if Donald Trump seeks that, unless and until the D.C. Circuit says, no, don't do that. Meaning, essentially what they're telling Donald Trump is, don't look to the D.C. Circuit for assistance in staying this case. You really have to go to the Supreme Court. So all eyes right now should be on a filing that, that Donald Trump will certainly make in the next week asking for Supreme Court review and what the Supreme Court does, because it's quite possible they reject that quickly. And this case will be back on before Judge
0: Chetkin. Okay, welcome. Uh, Tuesday, 6 February, Year of Lord, 2024. So much happened in the first hour, so much happening today, an explosive day in the nation's capital, and of course, throughout the rest of the country, With just massive news. Mike Davis, Mike, you you warned us about this, but I got to go to the second part first, Weissman, because you said you told this audience the other day you thought it was going to be defeated at the uh, at the at the D.C. Uh, appeals court, the appellate court. But uh, is Weissman right? Was this a resounding victory? Was this such a crushing decision by this three judge panel that it, it they're basically telling you're they, they essentially crushed it? You, can't, you shouldn't go en banc to the whole thing because they're probably not going to hear it. This Your uh, uh, your arguments are so, I think they quote it, irrational that you need to go to immediately the Supreme Court. Your assessment of this ruling, sir?
3: Well, it's a predictable ruling because the D.C. Circuit is controlled by Democrats. Uh, so you have these two Biden judges and a very weak Bush 41 judge uh, who ruled the way they ruled. It was predictable. You could have predicted this by listening to their oral argument. But here's the bigger issue. What were, what what they did not establish, what Judge Chuckin did not establish on the D.C. District Court, and what these three judges on the D.C. Circuit did not establish, that the President of the United States, any President of the United States, uh, is uh, immune from criminal prosecution for their official acts meaning members of Congress are immune both civilly and criminally for their official acts. So are federal judges. Why the hell wouldn't the president of the United States also be both immune civilly and criminally? That We've already established that the president is civilly immune. Yeah, but immune. didn't they,
0: but didn't, but hang on, but didn't, didn't they just take that? I hear you, but didn't, you guys argue that the president argued that. Didn't they t- say that? And they said, no, you, what you're arguing for is to put him higher above the law. I mean, they heard your argument, they, they, but they countered it with saying that argument's irrational because to do what you want to do is to make the president, not just Trump, but you're making the office of the president, uh, you're making the office of the president above essentially the law, above the courts, sir.
3: Well, Well, that's what they said, but that's a silly argument because you can't charge members of Congress criminally for their official acts. You can't ch- charge federal judges criminally for their official acts. How can you charge the president? That that violates the separation of powers. Presidents should have immunity both civilly and criminally. It's been established civilly. The reason it has not been established yet criminally is this is the first time a former president has been charged by this Democrat lawfare, and they've charged president Trump four times, and if you read this opinion, they try to make a Trump derangement syndrome exception here. They try to say that they're only deciding the facts, they're only deciding the law as it relates to Trump and the facts of this case. They're not going to decide this more broadly, and that's just insane, and that's why the Supreme Court of the United States will have to take this case, because here's the precedent that's going to be set. This means that the Trump 47 Justice Department can charge President Obama and his aides, including his legal advisor at the time, David Barron, who is now a federal circuit judge for capital murder for the drone strike on American citizens abroad, the extrajudicial murder of American citizens, including a 17-year-old, including a minor, because presidents don't have immunity under this DC Circuit ruling. We, uh, the, the Trump 47 Justice Department can also charge Biden for his illegal release of these dangerous migrants who are going into our country and robbing and raping and murdering people. Those are the natural uh, consequences of re- of these illegal releases of these dangerous migrants is they're going to commit crimes. So the, by, the does that mean the Trump 47 Justice Department Can charge president biden because he broke the law by releasing these migrants into the country right so this is the path that we're going to go down these are republic ending tactics this is how our country will fail if the president of the united states can can indict and imprison his predecessor based upon what he did in his official capacity as the president of the united states that can't stand that's why the supreme court is going to have to take this case and establish at a baseline level that presidents, like judges, like members of Congress, are immune from criminal prosecution for their official acts.
0: Don't you want to go on banc and explain to the audience? This is amazing. They had Katie Katie Durr was on, was hosting her show on MSNBC like two weeks ago. She didn't know what the term on banc was. Uh, our audience does, but in on banc, you have the entire circuit. Uh, hear the case but you will get some consenting opinions which you didn't get today wouldn't that help you look i'm not a lawyer not a constitutional lawyer particularly i know you are wouldn't that help you to get a couple of consenting opinions to help build the foundation for the case to the supreme court
3: yeah and that's why this three-judge panel is being so transparently political and playing their games generally when you're dealing with issues of government immunity including presidential immunity. The case is stayed. It's stopped until the issues are resolved. And the D.C. Circuit today changed the normal rules for on-balk review and punished President Trump and said that if you seek on-balk review, we're not going to stay this case. We're going to let this Biden special counsel Jack Smith and this D.C. Obama judge railroad you with this illegal, unconstitutional trial while the full D.C. Circuit hears this case. Right there. Tr- what they're trying to do these these democrat judges and i can't believe judge henderson was so dumb to go along with this is they're trying to throw this hot potato on the supreme court's docket so with the supreme court does its job and rules for trump that there's presidential immunity and sends this back down to judge Shuckin to have a mini trial on what actions are immune and what actions are not immune which which actions are part of their official acts including the outer perimeter of the official acts versus Purely private actions. What the Democrats want to do is destroy the legitimacy of the Supreme Court. It's going hold, to be a twofer for them. So, This is
0: this is why I wanted to have you on and have you on so quickly. I knew there's lots of breaking news here at the six o'clock hour, but I had to get to this. Let me understand this in the audience along with me. Normally, what you're saying is that when they when a the three judge panel ruled against it, it would be stayed. Assuming you either go on banc or the court, you'd have to make that decision, but it'd be stayed. Here, you're saying they only took they only kept it stayed for a week for the Supreme Court. If he goes in and, and wants to go on banc, the, the the trial is not stayed. They they restart the process and start getting ready for trial. Is that what you're telling me?
3: Correct. And you'll have this Obama stacked DC circuit deny the stay on the the on the they'll deny the stay saying that this case can proceed but can go ahead even though they haven't decided presidential immunity. And the only way this would be stated is if they throw this hot potato at the Supreme Court. Look, this is what the Democrats are trying to do. They're trying to destroy Trump and destroy the legitimacy of the Supreme Court in the process because they know that the constitutionalist Supreme Court is the last thing in the Democrats way. So they would love for the Supreme Court to rule for Trump, and then destroy the legitimacy of the Supreme Court in the process.
0: You're saying if you, if you're saying if, if they hear it without going on banc, because they can't stay, they can't slow it down, the Trump team decides, let's go to the court, the court takes this on, the court comes back and rules uh, for the immunity, that then you'll see the city, it will be like the French Revolution. It will be nothing like Kavanaugh's when they ran across and tried to beat down the door. It'll be nothing like Dobbs where they went to their homes and intimidated. And of course, the young women uh, were out there in the plaza for a week. You're saying it'll be worse than that, that this is this will be the club that they'll use to say, look, this court's stacked with Trump appointees that Mike Davis got through the system. Uh, it's not a legitimate court. It's a Trump court. And therefore, we got to take it down?
3: Yes, they will try to cow the Supreme Court justice. They did this on the Dobbs ruling. They tried to... They they threatened and intimidated the justices in their homes, even after the 1 a.m. assassination attempt against Justice Kavanaugh, his wife, Ashley, and their two teenage daughters. They had Supreme Court justices in safe houses, and the Biden White House press secretary and the the Biden Justice Department said that these protesters had a First Amendment right to be outside of their homes, which is absolutely uh, not true. It is unlawful to protest someone in their home. You do not have a First Amendment right to protest outside someone's home because they can't leave their home, right? And so and you definitely don't have a First Amendment right to protest outside of a federal judge's home while they're deciding a pending case. That is obstruction of justice. But we saw what they did with Dobbs. Just imagine what they'll do with this Trump case.
0: Um this is shocking. I mean, this is why Weissman's got the smirk on his face, because they understand the logical thing would be go on bunk because you want a couple of the judges to re- render opposite opinions, you know, minority opinions. And you use those in making your argument to the Supreme Court later. Here, they're trying to take that away. They're trying to take away that step from President Trump by saying, hey, the, the, if you do that, the trial is going to go on as scheduled and you're going to have to deal with it." Uh, is that why Weissman was smirking?
3: Yeah, I mean, it shows that this is election interference. They waited 30 months to bring these charges against Trump, and they timed the trial to happen before the presidential election. They rushed it. They're skipping all the other January 6th defendants to rush President Trump's trial. And what is the rush? Why did they have to try this case before November 5th, 2024, other than lawfare, other than election interference? And the facts that they're not going to stay this case while the D.C. Circuit whole court, the en banc court's going to consider this, shows that this is political by these judges. It shows that they're participating in this election interference.
0: Walk me through, how is this going to impact, how is this ruling in the, in the threat of intimidation? How do you believe it's going to impact? Because we have, this Thursday's a historical day before the Supreme Court, right? I mean, this is where you're actually going to rule on this 14th Amendment, which has been so controversial about whether President Trump can even be on the ballot or not. You know, these these supporters of democracy, I think there's 30 states now that have different groups of source back groups, or some even have attorney generals in the left-wing states. But this is historic. Do you think this ruling, and as brutal as they kind of put down President Trump, do you think that's going to be in the back of the head of, you know, we've had some questions here about the Texas ruling on the southern border? I know you and I both. Have kind of questioned why certain the justices? It's so straightforward that Texas has the constitutional right to defend itself. Why they flip? Do you believe that this ruling today might actually be in their heads uh, on this historic, uh, basically, uh, hearing pleading on uh, on uh, this Thursday? I
3: hope the Supreme Court doesn't play the political political games where they can vote for Trump on this Colorado case because it's so easy. It's such a an easy decision. And then they can use that to duck the presidential immunity case because what i'm telling the supreme court justices is this is so much bigger than donald trump if a president can indict and imprison his predecessor based upon official acts our country is done that's how we're going to destroy our country and so if the supreme court does not have the fortitude to establish that presidents, any president, is immune criminally for their official acts, like members of Congress, like federal judges, we're not going to have a country left when this is done. Do you, do you think that half of the American people are going to go along with the Biden special counsel, Jack Smith, and this Obama, D.C. judge, Tanya Shutkin, just throwing President Trump in prison and deciding the election that way, instead of the American people on November fifth, twenty twenty-four, this is how our country is going to fall apart if this happens.
0: Historic week at the Supreme Court; the the stakes couldn't be higher. Now you're going to be covering for us. You're going to be out there, uh, real immersive. We're just going to get a camera crew because this day at the Supreme Court is going to be so uh, powerful. The immunity. When do you believe we will see President Trump? Do you, do you believe they'll go on bank, or do you think they'll say hey these guys are boxes in we'll go right to the supreme court do you think they'll go back and and try to go on banc on the immunity issue cuz what do you think they that should, those they dissenting op- What do you said those dissenting dissent, dissenting opinions are so powerful to take to the court
3: this this is the perfect case to go on banc because this is a case of first impression we've never had a former president indicted like this before and so this is a weighty constitutional issue that goes to presidential immunity, that goes to the the separation of powers, why would you wanna punish a party like Trump to go to the full courts, all members of the D.C. Circuit to weigh in other than the fact that you're trying to be political, you're trying to rush this case to interfere in the presidential election. They know that President Trump is on a glide path to win on November 5th, 2024, uh, according to all polls, except if he is convicted in this D.C. case. And so that is why they are trying to rush this by the Biden Justice Department and this D.C. Obama judge, Tanya Shukin, and apparently this D.C. circuit panel, because they're not allowing President Trump to go through the normal en banc process with the D.C. circuit without being punished. That is outrageous. That is a blatant political game that they're playing, and it shows that these judges are partisan and, and they are interfering in the election cycle.
0: Last thing, because I know you've you've done such a good job on the, the last time we had, first of all, you were the tip of the spear in getting these justices approved. So you've been the mechanic and actually been in the trenches. You know the difficulty of the, of the confirmation process. You've also did such a great job on the last Supreme Court justice that was confirmed being an, an analyst for us and observer. So Soda my years come out. I don't even know if they're interviews or these weird things that there's too much pressure. She's ill. It's the caseloads too much. And all of a sudden I'm hearing voices on the left uh go Ginsburg on her, which is basically saying she's got to retire now because Trump's coming back, right? And Trump's gonna have then we'll have a seven-two court, right? Uh with uh, with another hardcore MAGA judge. She's gotta go now. What what's your assessment first off of her? Even coming out and leaking this into an area of whining about the caseload. I mean, you're a Supreme Court justice, right? It is a huge caseload. That's why it's such special people that you pick and such intellectual giants, right? Make make this make sense to us.
3: It's not that hard of a job. I mean they they have four law clerks, sometimes five law clerks, who help them write their opinions, research and write their opinions. I seriously doubt if Justice Sotomayor is. Staying up until late into the evening, research and writing her opinions. I would just say this: I maybe she's frustrated because President Trump transformed the five to four left of center court to the five to four Clarence Thomas courts, and so these three Democrat appointees on the court are writing their dissenting opinions pretty regularly. I mean, that's what Justice Thomas had to do for the first decade he was on the court. So it's probably exhausting for them to write their dueling, dumb, dissenting opinions all the time, uh, between Sotomayor and Justice Jackson, figuring out who who could be the most emotive and their opinions. It's probably (laughs) exhausting. So I actually think the most frustrated justice would be Justice Kagan because she's going to have to write many of her own dissents because she has to, she has the dueling, dumb, dissenting opinions.
0: (laughs) It's the buried lead. We just made some news there. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but 5 to 4 Thomas Court means that you're saying Roberts is officially in the Mike Davis pantheon. Roberts is with the with the liberals. Is that do I take that do I take that shot across across the bow to be Roberts is with the uh, with the minority?
3: I would say he's not I would this is what I would say about the chief justice. I think he's generally conservative, but he plays this game with the Supreme Court. I call it they call it chiefy where he tries to He tries to depoliticize the court by making political decisions, and all it does is is makes the court more political. It makes these justices more susceptible to political pressure, which is exactly what you're not supposed to do. So, uh, there are generally five judges on the Supreme Court who are constitutionalist. Sometimes, uh, sometimes less, but generally five. There are three liberals two of whom write dueling dumb decisions and then elena kagan is pulling her hair out happened to like a corral her two colleagues and then there's the chief justice who thinks that by positioning the court to popular opinion it depoliticizes the court but it has the opposite effect
0: mike davis where do people go to get all your content big week for mike davis in article three
3: article3project.org, you can donate there, article3project.org at article3project on Getter, Twitter, Truth, article number three project, my personal is at M-R-D-D-M-I-A, M-R-D-D-M-I-N. Thank you, Steve.
0: Thank you, brother. If you listen to Mike Davis and you understand and believe his analysis, which we do here at The Worm because it's very uh, learned, um, you have this lawfare which he argues is republic ending. We also talk about uh, what's happening to the Federal Reserve and this fiscal irresponsibility at the Capitol Hill. And this is, remember, this is, Powell says this, that's unsustainable. That spending is, is republic ending. You look at the southern border and you've let in 8 to 10 million illegal alien invaders just on Biden's watch. And according to Todd Benzman, it could be 12 to 14 million by the time the regime's finished in January of 2025. This is why, and you see it every day, do not take my word for it. Just see what you see, as the great French poet said. See what you see. Look at the chaos, the anarchy all around you. And this is from the institutions. This is what a fourth turning is about, the the collapse of the institutions. One, times of turbulence, where has man always turned for financial stability? It's been to precious metals. And that's why you need to go to Birch Gold, birchgold.com slash Bannon. We've got tons of free information there. The end of the dollar empire. We're trying to get you up to speed on macroeconomics. We're trying to get you up to speed on what the prime reserve is, prime reserve currency, even if you flunk math in high school, it doesn't matter. We will make, we make the math pretty simple, but we make the concepts, these important concepts uh, accessible. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Also talk to Philip Patrick and the team about. Why the BRICS nations, the nations that control the resources in the global south, why their central banks are buying gold at record rates 22, 23, and now in 24. And the Federal Reserve of the United States is working on a central bank digital currency. Why do we print fiat money and work on a digital currency when the rest of the world buys gold? Ask Philip Patrick, birchgold.com. Back in a moment. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action. 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 The apples in your holiday pie taste amazing, but it's not exactly the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables. The Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and your cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, which, as you know, is almost impossible. That's why you need to check out Field of Greens. Every fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and your immune system. Yo, folks, the holidays are here, and you need to stay healthy. Plus, you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier. Field of Greens is the simplest way to get those daily fruits and veggies, and it tastes amazing. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com. Make sure you take take it today. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Fieldofgreens.com. Promo code BANNON. Tax Network USA is pure war room for solving your IRS tax problems. If you owe back taxes, COVID was your lucky break. Tax courts shut down, the IRS paused, and you skated. Well, baby, that party is over. The IRS is adding 20,000 enforcement agents, basically tax cops. Honest, hardworking Americans like you are in the crosshairs. Rich people have tax lawyers, and you don't. You'll pay up plus interest and penalties. Tax USA Network has brilliant war room type strategies designed to solve your IRS problem quickly in your favor. Never call the IRS yourself. You're at their mercy. You could sit on hold for six to eight hours and get hung up on, grind you for all your back taxes, plus interest and penalties. Tax Network USA attorneys have a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to talk to and who to avoid. If they get difficult agent, hey, they just call a different agent. Tax Network USA learned of a limited time special IRS offer. The IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Schedule your free confidential consultation with Tax Network USA. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. Think about that. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. They offer a best-in-class client satisfaction guarantee. Now call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. And visit Tax Network USA. That's TNUSA.com slash Bannon. TNUSA.com slash Bannon. Make sure you take action on this today. This IRS grind is only going to get much worse. I... War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Can we get Ben Harnwell in here from Rome? We're going to talk about uh, what's happening with Ukraine and the other uh, hotspots geopolitically. One thing I want you to remember is that she, uh, the Chinese economy is in a complete free fall, total implosion. They've lost $2.2 2 trillion dollars in equity value in the last couple of weeks uh the commercial real estate uh is imploding big article in the financial times american hedge funds etc are holding back or pulling back from investing because of what we call the trump effect president trump is not only positively affecting our stock market but with his imminent return but also people understand he's going to have tougher tariffs and be much tougher on china So their economy now realizing we finally convinced Wall Street and maybe some of Silicon Valley, it does not do any business to support the most murderous regime in mankind's history. That would be the Chinese Communist Party. Part of this is for your own safety and security. You're personally, because you're a combatant in this. Don't think because you're, um, you know, you're having a big impact on Capitol Hill and you are as a major protagonist because you're in the ring fighting. You're not sitting on a ringside seat that the world doesn't know. That uh, to them, you're a problem. This is why you're called a domestic terrorist in the United States all the time. This is why you're debanked. This is why you're deplatformed. This is why they put those billboards up after January 6th in like Georgia. If you know people have these tendencies like own guns, you report them. You know, the lives of others, the uh, the, the the great film about the Stasi in, in East Germany. Make sure the supply chains and they're getting all over President Trump for some comment we made the other day. But, you know, here on the supply chains, we've been talking about these since January 2020. Jace Medical built up a system to get you around that, to protect you from that. So just go to JaceMedical.com and find out what they've got with your medicine, how you get it, how you access it. Uh, You can get all the information there because it's different state by state. But just go to JaceMedical.com. Do that today. Don't let the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, put a chokehold on you it's hard enough combating them on a national power level make sure they can't get into your business ben harnwell there's a firefight right now between the border thing ukraine they're, they're still trying to remember uh, mcconnell may be ousted here and he walked the plank to get money into the money laundering operation of ukraine the world still waits and since you're one of the most i think best analysts of what's going on there the still, the jury's like, well, like what in the hell is happening with this coup? Did Zelensky blink? Is he going to lose credibility with the people? Did this general who's much uh, much more beloved than he is uh, really stand him down? Did Victoria Newland fail in her efforts, or did she succeed? What's the U.S. government doing? Because it's quite confusing. And here's the other thing, Ben, you should know. In our country, it's almost gone radio silent. I mean, every for a while, for years, it was every night. It was the lead story. It was the lead story in the New York Times, had wall-to-wall coverage, Washington Post. MSNBC, A-block, CNN, A-block of every show, Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. It's now crickets. They may put Ambassador Taylor on on a Sunday afternoon in like 3 o'clock for the D-block of a new show on Sunday afternoon. But other than that, it's crickets. What's going on here is as we now start to look at these bills and how to kill these the rest of these bills, on the funding of the money laundering, money laundering operation.
4: Good afternoon, Steve. Well, uh, the big news today, Steve, is that there is no big news. This is day eight. Uh, remembering, of course, that Monday of last week, Zelensky, President Zelensky did fire his commander in chief, General Zelensky, and then uh, whilst he was trying to appoint uh, two generals, two senior generals, uh, to replace him, both of whom uh, turned him down, um, and then, of course, the, 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 the Americans and the Brits came into play um, and told him to back down. Um, eight days on, General Zeluzny, who refused to, to resign, he refused to quit, is still in his post. Um, so to answer your question, yes, I think uh, Victoria Newland actually did accomplish something, uh, as, we, as we call her on Geta, the Angel of Death. When the Angel of Death descended on Kiev last Wednesday in her emergency visit there, I think she did achieve something because the civilian government is still in place. There hasn't been a military coup um, and there is this tension. And the the mainstream media, Steve, is is describing this in sort of Highlander type terms. There can be only one. Um, Who that one is going to be is only going to emerge with time, probably will be Zelensky. Um, But even if it happens in the next 24 hours, and I think probably the sacking will happen in the next 24 hours or so, but this is eight or nine days on, Steve. The important thing to I think my takeaway on this won't change now, um, and that is what was supposed to be a power play on behalf of um, on behalf of President Zelensky, a power move to show that who Ukraine and the world who really is in control. Um, all illustrated, manifested his own uh, weakness in Ukraine. Eight days, Steve. Eight days, possibly nine, possibly more, um, with a commander. Um, in chief, who does not have his confidence, obviously, because he's tried to sack him. In fact, he he, he did sack him um, for, for, for that interim period of two, two, uh, two, uh, two or three hours um, and then had to back down. So he obviously doesn't have his, his confidence in the middle of an existential war. This has just illustrated the world how weak President Zelensky is. Uh, sticking, however, with Ukraine, there's, um, you know, we we have been
0: hold hold on hold on hold ho 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 right before you do that just got to make sure we just got to put in perspective what's happened here because the voting now you get the Mayarkas, uh impeachment vote teetering you got everything I think the Israel uh, bill I, I believe it uh, it may uh, it may uh, uh, be defeated because it's not going kind to of have an offset my point is the whole Senate apparatus is collapsing before our eyes I'm absolutely stunned. When the voice for the Ukraine, uh, you know, the Atlantis uh, has to be as loud as it's ever been, making a positive case for continuing American involvement at the sixty billion dollar level. It stuns me that they could just go radio silent. It's not the way they. Somebody should tell them this is not the way the system works. They have to be, they have to be on MSNBC and CNN as the lead story all the time to get people's attention here because right now. They've been marginalized here. And to go quiet, I mean, it, it, to me, it shows, I think, something deeper. Is the Zelensky uh, regime fighting for its life behind the scenes? Do you believe that's happening? Because if they don't put themselves out for it now, the, the ability, they're, got, they're going to get no money. And I have been fighting this from day one. And I will tell you, of all the fights we had, this might have been the longest shot because the overwhelming power of the defense industry in our country. The murderous uh, sociopathic overlords, as you call them, is so powerful. Uh, the greed for money of what this war does, and not just that, the rebuilding of this, as you know, the Larry Finks of the world was so powerful that it was a long shot. Now, we took it, but it, I'm stunned, as, particularly as media savvy as Zelensky is, that he doesn't get this. There's something deeply wrong there. Do you believe that behind the scenes, this government is close to collapse?
4: Well, you know... <laughs> Well, yes, because the country is close to collapse. Um, you know, it, it had been promised, I think, about a million shells hadn't it, by the United States. Um, artillery shells, a million artillery shells, of which 300,000, I think, were said to have arrived. That their, their armament cupboard is, is running bare now. Uh, it's clear that it's only a question of time. In what is a war of attrition, Ukraine can't keep up fighting with, with military equipment it doesn't have, it no longer has, with an with armed forces that have been depleted, uh, that it no longer uh, has the political strength to, to draft 500,000 Ukrainians. Uh, 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 an issue, a, a hot potato, so toxic, neither the civilian government nor the military administration wants to touch it, though both sides realise that that would be necessary to continue this war. So Ukraine itself, uh in what is an existential war. What it has made into an existential war, it didn't have to be like that. Uh what what, what the Biden administration has pushed into an existential war for Ukraine um, is obviously going to be existential also for the government. Because when this war does push into now, and we're not really talking about negotiating tables uh, anymore simply because Putin's holding all the cards. Uh, so when so when Putin has has decided uh I think uh, when he's got the territory he wants to stick onto, when he d- t- dictates the, um, the the surrender terms for Ukraine, well, obviously it, it's inconceivable that the same civilian government—I don't know if it's ever happened—and um, that that a government that has lost a war um, will remain in situ. So yes, in a, to answer your question in a roundabout way, it is that the government is in. Uh, crisis, because the country is in crisis, and the country is in crisis, as you correctly said, because our sociopathic overlords have led it into that. So just that, that we, Mar- okay. as
0: Professor we, Mar- we, we've, said, we've, we've, we've got a we've lot more Ukraine
4: down the path
0: to the destruction. Uh, we only got a couple of minutes because I got to get Joe Allen in here. uh So I just want to do the farmers. We got more in Russia. We're going to cover more in Ukraine. Cover. We'll cover that tomorrow. Tell me about this great victory which is being not reported in the United States. And I think this will start to embolden the agrarian populist uprising here. Walk me through the the agrarian populist victories in Europe.
4: Well, this this is the the, the fresh news out today from Brussels, the administrative administrative capital of the European Union. Uh, Ursula von der Leyen, the president of the commission, uh, produced her, her paper today. And one of the key elements in, here, in there that had caused so much dissent amongst the farming community, which was uh, this pledge uh, to cut emissions by 90% uh, of its 1990 value by uh, the year 2040. She's going to back out of that now, um, which was specifically, specifically to do with methane gas and nitrogen, which is a, a, um, a significant achievement for the farmer protests. In addition to the fact they're also going to be, uh maneuvers to let farmers continue to farm uh their land rather than put it into conservation this is that rewilding project and also this is back, ukraine this, this, there, there are,
0: yeah, go ahead
4: yep. sorry uh, i'll finish here uh, uh also what was, was 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 deeply unpopular even in the eastern european countries which have been solidly behind ukraine was they none of these european these big agriculture countries uh wanted ukraine Agricultural exports flooding in.
1: Uh... Those opposed say no. <laughs> the ayes have it. Mr. Speaker, the, the gentleman from Utah.
3: Thank you. I request,
1: Mr.
2: Speaker, I request the yeas and nays.
1: The yeas and nays are requested. Those favoring a vote by the yeas and the nays will rise. A sufficient number having risen, the yeas and nays are ordered. Pursuant to Clause okay, Eight of Rule uh, Twenty, further proceedings on this question are postponed.
0: We are we are uh, watching uh, the impeachment vote of Mayorkas. Here's what it was: It's two fifteen to two fifteen, um, and Scalise is um, Scalise is out for cancer treatment. Um, uh, Buck and uh, Gallagher, uh, surprising Gallagher Joy, Joyce of Ohio gallagher of wisconsin have voted no it's 215 to 215 uh even as we speak and this thing could get a little chaotic as we go uh forward 215 to 215 uh steve scalise could not make the vote we understand he's recovering from uh cancer um uh, you know his medical i think he's doing chemo uh and so that's uh, can i have go ahead and put it in my ear what's happening so i can hear it let's, let's go ahead and go back to the floor for a second Right now, it's 2.15 to 2.15. Democrats are calling for the vote to end. I think that's what they've done. Let's go ahead and go back to this.
2: And just a moment ago, the vote to impeach the Homeland Security Secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, not passing as it ended 2.14 to 2.16. Going on now to a vote on Israel funding. This bill would provide 17...
0: Okay. Um, Now you're going to go to the all-important Israel funding bill. So it looks like there's a flip at the end. Mayorkas has, uh, they've avoided impeachment after two years of working on this, 214 to 216. It was 215 to 215 tie. Uh, People were working on it. uh, So um, the breaking news here, the House rejected an effort to impeach Homeland Security Mayorkas, 214 to 216. This, I got to tell you, is an absolute catastrophe for Johnson. This thing should have been whipped. It should have been whipped uh, even harder. Uh, It's outrageous that all the work that went into this, all the work that went into this, um, all the work that went into this ended with this. Uh, Hang on one second. Can we cut down the outside noise that's uh, out here? We're producing this on the fly right now. I wanted to get into uh, our, uh, I'll try to continue with Ben if we can, but I got to cover this. A 214 to two sixteen. it was 215 to 215. Uh, the no votes uh, from the Republicans were Ken Buck, who had told people about that. You had Gallagher, who I think officially ended his political career. I will say that. I don't know how he goes to any higher office um, having voted not to impeach Mayorkas. Uh, and, of course, Joyce, who's always a, a, a wild card there. I think he's Homeland Security uh, or close to the Homeland Security uh, Secretary Green or uh, Committee Head Green. So absolutely devastating. Let me repeat that. 214 to 216 was the vote, uh, the vote um, to impeach Mayorkas, and it lost. Remember, you lose by one vote, you lose by one vote. 214 to 216, it was 215, 215. Someone changed your vote there at the the very end. Uh, It looks like Steve Scalise, at least the initial reporting, Steve Scalise Scalise, uh, was ill, was out uh, with his cancer treatment. So where this put us uh, today has been an incredible day. We've seen the absolute collapse of the border, uh, you know, the amnesty, the invasion bill uh, that will. Uh, I understand our understanding right now in the whip count tomorrow is that even uh, McConnell and uh, and Lankford. Langford had negotiated. Really, McConnell was the puppet master there. They're going to actually vote no. I think on cloture tomorrow. It will not get cloture. That means it won't go to the floor. It'll have to go back to the drawing board. The Senate's about to take off for two weeks for President's Day uh, recess, um, so they won't be back. Of course, you're having now the historic vote. We'll cut to that hopefully in a second if we can do it before we uh, before Lou Dobbs picks up. We're going to get to the historic vote over um, over Israel funding the debate on the israel funding was kind of a firestorm made the democrats aoc and of course uh the squad and other members saying that you shouldn't uh, fund a right-wing uh, bb netanyahu uh, government that you shouldn't uh, uh fund essentially genocide uh the republicans taking the opposite view although there was a significant amount of republicans i think 30 40 50 freedom caucus and others like ourselves are saying hey we support the fact that to defend israel we support the arms Uh, We oppose what Biden's trying to do to to stop the war, but we do not agree with doing this without cuts. It's a $7 trillion federal budget. If we're going to send $17 billion of arms to Israel armaments, it's got to be offset. And some of the recommendation we had is you can cut the United Nations budget. You can cut the uh, USAID budget. You can cut all the aid we're giving to the enemies of Israel because right now you're on both sides of the trade. And both sides of the trade does just doesn't work, right? It just doesn't work. You have got to get, and this is why we're trying to demand and force Biden to come to the uh, to the House floor and put a to, you know put a proposal for a resolution on war powers. There's been so much counteroffensive offensive uh, to the Houthis, you know, what 150 uh, airstrikes, and you can't That's just not retaliation for what's happening to our the combatants, our battle group out in the uh, in the Red Sea. This is clearly going, this is not just protecting, uh, you know, uh, flags, uh, ships from the rest of the nations, transporting oil and other material from Asia through the Suez Canal to Europe. This is actually now getting into Americans uh, absolutely as combatants in the Middle East. We just had three uh, soldiers uh, die from Georgia defending the Jordan and um, the Jordan and Syria border. To go back before we uh, jump out of here. And by the way, Lou Dobbs is is going to follow us. We're going to be back here at at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. So much happening tonight, so much overnight. I know that the recriminations on this, and you got to talk, you got to think about Emmer, you got the whip, you got to think about Johnson, right? You, You only bring this to the floor when you know you have the votes. And it shouldn't have been any surprises. They were trying to twist the arm there at the end of Gallagher of Wisconsin. Gallagher, you know. I have not been a completely supportive of how he's run the China committee. I think it's been a little soft, but he's done overall a pretty good job. But this is just a devastating move to have this thing lose by uh, by two votes and know that Gallagher is 215 to 215 and Gallagher would not change his vote. But we have to call it like it is. This is a devastating loss after two years of work, after all that effort, after all the—and remember, Mayorkas was central to the uh, the amnesty bill or the border invasion bill or— you know the border authorization bill, whatever you want to call this debacle, that cratered before our eyes. That even Mitch McConnell and langford will vote against it uh, tomorrow, or will not vote to break closure and to take it forward. Even the architects of it voted against it. The centerpiece of that bill was the Department of DHS. It was Majorca, is What he's supposed to do? I call him the emperor. Now we interviewed MTG in the pre- previous hour, and I said, "Hey, this guy. If you look at structurally, he's the emperor." Of the United States and what this bill's done, and remember that bill went into, I think the first and beginning of the second year of the Trump's second term, so it kind of handcuffed President Trump. It made Mayorkas. Obviously, we would get another DH. Uh, we would get another DH secretary. I would hope be somebody like a Mark Green uh, or an MTG uh, to uh, to to enforce the law. But I said this guy's an emperor. And at the same time, in, in twenty in the same twenty four hour period, we're going to impeach him. Historically, we have not impeached anybody since I think eighteen seventy six. Secretary Belknap, who actually technically resigned before the impeachment to go, but he still had a trial in the Senate defending himself there as a former Secretary of War. This is historic. It has not happened in what, 150 years? And the Republican Party, the feckless Republican Party, does something this important and they bring it up of a guy who who did not enforce the laws on the books, in fact, went out of his way to break the laws in the books, and that's what he's impeached for, as he should be impeached. And they, at the end of the day, can't whip the vote to make sure they have people that even could say, just not show up or not vote. But to have it looks like Joyce and Gallagher, we'll find out who else, but Joyce and Gallagher uh, to, um, to vote no. You know, Buck is leaving. Um, Buck could have very easily just, just taken a pass in this thing. But this is outrageous. And if Gallagher thinks he's sending some big message that he's, uh, you know, so high and mighty and he, uh, he uh, reports to some, uh, some higher power, uh, than the rest of us, that he's uh, that he's special. I think he's got another thing coming. As as Marjorie Taylor Greene said today, you know, uh, pray God's mercy on those that, that vote against us because it's so outrageous what's happening on our southern border. Does he not think there's an invasion going on? Does he not think Mallorca's reporting to Biden, who I think Biden also ought to be impeached on the border also, but you start with Mallorca's, and you go through all this and all this work and all the committee hearings and you have the rest of your... Uh, colleagues out there hanging out on a limb on this and you just high and mighty say you're not going to do it and we end up not impeaching Mayorkas, people have to realize this is why the Republican Party's in the shape it's in. This is why the Republican Party's in the shape it's in because you have too many feckless, too many hapless, too many gutless people and and that's got to change. And so, hey, it's very simple. Throw the bums out. If they're not prepared to execute on what the people want, if they're not prepared to execute on what's appropriate, if they're not, if they don't sit there and get the job done, then it's time to turf them out and move them out of here. Um, Lou Dobbs is going to take up for here. We're going to be back here at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. I'm telling you, it's going to be a firestorm with what happened on the what happened in, in the uh, in the appellate court today. What's going to happen in the Supreme Court later this week, the whole thing about getting President Trump out with this entire uh, this entire uh, issue about spending. You're going to have the Israel uh, bill a uh, vote here in a moment. Uh, maybe we'll, if Grace and Mo can continue to uh, stream it on um, Getter, I'll jump into the conversation over there because it'll be very historic. Want to make sure two things to keep in mind here. Number one, obviously Birch Gold into the dollar empire, but now you're going to see turbulence like you've never seen before. Talk to the experts at Birch Gold, Birchgold.com/slash bannon. You get Philip Patrick, the best in the business, on the team. Uh, you get all the information you need about your 401ks, RRAs, all of that gold is a hedge against these turbulent financial times. Also, Jim Rickards was on. We're going to have Jim on hopefully next week. Jim Rickards, is one of the world's experts in currency. He's got this monthly newsletter called strategic intelligence from paradigm press. Go check that out. Go over there and check that out. Now paradigm press, Jim Rickards, one of the top experts in the world in currency. Okay. Historic day, the vote on Mayorkas, Mayorkas has not been impeached by the House, lost by two votes, it looks like. Uh, Lou Dobbs follows us next. We're going to be back at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning when you'll be in the war room. We'll see you then. I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money in our bank accounts. First, think back to 9/11. Shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act, this gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the Independent Financial Newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times best-selling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, Some of the guests I've had on the war room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting and dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to WarRoomHealth.com. That's WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com.